Okay, we got hot mics. Monsters gonna tear it up. Who that is, bitch? I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am rich, I am that bitch. I am gonna go get that bag, and I am not gonna take your shit. I am protected, well respected. I'm a queen, I'm a dream. I do what I wanna do, and I'm who I wanna be. Cause I am me, bitch, that's why BT, yo man got his eye on me. But I DC, cause I'm flyers, bitch, that's Hola, hola, mi gente. It's your girl V with another episode, and I am not doing it solo today. I have my good special friend in the house. Let's say, what's up, Joe? Hey, what's up, party people? What happened? Why are you so quiet today? I'm good. No, I'm just laughing. Why are you laughing? Because we was listening to that song, that girl said, I am V. I said, did she make this song? I didn't make it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, but I felt it. I felt it in my spirit. You felt, you, oh. (laughs) I wonder where this spirit's going to take us. (laughs) Well, you know what? It's going to take us somewhere good. Because um, I want to talk about potential. That's what I want to talk about. And not just like, okay, so I'm going to give you a few mistakes that we make with potential. But first, what does potential mean to you? You know, it's funny. Destiny off the tripod said it best, and I can't remember exactly what she said. Uh-huh. I mean, to me, potential is like looking for something that that's, that's never came about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is like pretty much. So... When I look it up, it says it's something that can develop or become actual. So it's not something that is there already. It's something that could happen or could not happen, you know, and that's the thing. That's where we get hung up on that is or I can only speak for me is when I see potential, I see more of the glass half full than it half empty. So I'm like, oh, there's a lot of potential in this. (laughs) <laughs> Something could happen with this. And I apply it to everything, including men. You see? Yeah, we're gonna are we gonna bring up my failures. <laughs> we're gonna bring up a lot of things, okay? So it um another uh in the dictionary it says <clears throat> potential is existing in possibility, capable of development into actuality, expressing possibility, right? So I was like, okay, so developing, right? It says it could develop and actually become reality. And how many times does that happen? Um, Very few. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, develop means there's signs of the situation or the person or even yourself, because sometimes we get hung up on potential traps for ourselves as well like um, what people expect from us because of the potential that they see in us. So it works both ways, right? So it's like, okay, how do we know when we're just stuck on potential and not being real with ourselves? You know, because we do that a lot. Well, okay, I have done that a lot in a lot of different situations. And so, like, we'll get into that because I want us to share a few situations because I feel like everyone has had a moment where they fell for potential, right? So if you don't see any progress, then it's not going to come into being. And that's what we have to be real (laughs) about. You know what I mean? Like, 
what like one of the things right like we were talking about you know working out and stuff so i keep complaining that my clothes doesn't fit but yet i continue to snack on stuff i shouldn't be eating and then it's like oh i'll go for my bike ride tomorrow oh you know tonight i'll just like do yoga which is a workout but yeah i so saw i'll turn on the tv and then it's like squirrel oh my favorite show is on <laughs> I'll do yoga after the show and then I fall asleep with the TV on. Right. So it's like, it never got done. So it's, it's funny. <laughs> I'm in a right now season uh-huh. in my life, but everything that you're talking about, especially with working out, mm-hmm. like you get up and you be like, Ooh, I feel pretty good. And you know what? <laughs> if I feel good in about 30 more minutes, right. I'll go work out. <laughs> <laughs> the conditions, right? if then that ties into potential too it's like if this happens then this will happen and sometimes that action we're relying on that in in ourselves and if we're not disciplined then it's not going to happen but then we also rely on that when it comes to people or situations so when it, it when it becomes actual that means like there's facts there 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 it's true you can see it there's some form or sign of progress or something but I know there have been so many times where I see potential in a situation or in a person and sometimes those people don't have a desire to reach that potential you know and we get caught up in that you're already dropping gems don't drop (laughs) gems on them so early because you said a big thing, and that was discipline. Yeah. A lot of us don't have that discipline. No. No, they don't. Like right now, I have no discipline with my... And you know what? It's not that I eat bad. I don't eat a whole lot. But in order to get the results that I want, I know what I have to do. I just have to do it. You know? It's just putting it into action. And I feel like a lot of people... Okay, I need to stop thinking that people think like me and they know yeah. what they should do. Um, some people, maybe they don't know. Um, there are certain situations where I feel like sometimes people will complain about a person, like let's say work or whatever, and they have a, a, a specific responsibility. And I get it. The person has a lot of potential because they're really good at what they do. However, if you ask them to do something that they've never done before, how do you expect them to be successful if they don't have some type of guideline or some type of training in order to be successful in that expectation? Right. So, so there's that factor, too, where it's like, OK, is there something that's causing this person or this situation to not reach that potential? Is it an outside thing or is it an inner thing? Right. I mean, because there could be either or. Ain't that the worst feeling though? Like you, you when you know somebody has like greatness yes. in them, and you just like if they would just listen, or if they would look in the mirror and see themselves, or they would just think right. like they get all of this stuff. You know what? Hold on, before we go any further though, yes, I want to shout out to your son. Oh, thank you. Yes, I should have started with that. <laughs> Look, he yes. lives up to his potential. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what he did? Like um even more than his potential, but he had a plan, you know, and he, and he would share it with me and and it was a journey. Like I'm really proud of my son. Like 
the day he called me to tell me he passed his test, I mean, we both cried. And I was like, I'm so proud of you, son. Like, I really am. And he was like, you know what, mom, this is, you know, this is for us. We did it, you know, because you always encourage me. And I was, I had to stop him, Joe. And I said, no, son, I get it. Yes, I'm mom. I support you. And I believe in you. I've always believed in him. Um, both of us, his dad and I have always believed, you know, that he can do amazing, great things. And, uh, but I told him, this is your moment. Own the moment. Enjoy the moment. Cause you worked hard for it. You sacrificed for it. You stayed up late studying and had like, he had saved money to be able to be off for a few months from working. And he's, he's the main breadwinner. Like his wife really didn't have to work. But during that time, she was also supportive. So she was doing um, part time work in order to support his dream and and him, you know, being able to do it. So I'm really proud of him. He's come a long way. It's like, geez, because let me tell you, when he was in high school, it was like, damn it, son, just do your homework. Shit. I'm tired of your teachers calling me. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, oh, God. But I mean that that goes exactly what we're saying though. Mm-hmm. Like when he was younger, you knew we had in him. It was yeah. just he was applying it. Mm-hmm. Now that he's a man, to see all of that stuff applied, man. So congratulations to him. Yes, congratulations to him. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. We celebrated yeah. him. And then he also turned thirty two. I was like, damn son, you're getting old. <laughs> I'm not getting old. He's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So on the Believing in somebody's potential. So I feel like people forget that when you're running off of potential or you're infatuated with somebody's potential, um, you're living off of hypothetical thinking. It's like if he does this or um, you're assuming something of someone or of a situation. So it's like when you're assuming what is it that you're doing? You're basing your decision or your vision on uh, pretty much you have like on on the basis of insufficient information because you don't really know um, when it involves two people. Yes, there can be a lot of potential for a relationship or for a work relationship. Like if these people are put in place to run this business, it's going to boom. You know, it's just going to be out of control. It's going to be successful. Da, da, da. But you got to understand it's like you're basing it on like the potential. And maybe there are some things that have been proven in the fa- in the past, but you can't ever actually determine that that's what that that's what's going to happen because you're relying on the other person to actually want to live up to that potential. And actually do something with that potential that they have. I get frustrated That's, with people. I, look. <laughs> and with myself sometimes. I found both of those problems in relationships and mm-hmm. ways to manage people. That yeah. was, those two things are the hardest things ever. Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of things that are possible, right? And I feel like we got to remember, though, like, it may or may not happen. So the thing is, like, when it's possible, like, even with employees or even when you're talking to someone, it's possible, meaning it could be attainable, meaning that um, it's achievable, right? But
but then yeah. but then you got to also remember like you can only control what you do you can't control what other people do and then with certain situations you got to like you got to actually sit down and be real with yourself like for me one of the things like I have done it in work and I have done it in relationships where I see potential and I know what kind of plan I want, but it doesn't mean like it will, the plan will work (laughs) if the other person (laughs) cooperates with my plan. Big if. (laughs) If then. So we need to get rid of this if and then with this freaking potential. That's what all potential is. If this happens, <laughs> then we will reach this place. But when you only have control of yourself, which that's reality, you only have control of your actions and what you're able to do. So you can if and then all day long. But if the other person don't want to, then it ain't going to work. <laughs> Okay, so I'll give you an example, and then you can share one, right? Oh, I've played every example. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Do we want to start with like situations um, where we saw potential, like as in work, as in me, um, a situation, and then talk about a relationship no, potential? You're leading me. You're leading me. <laughs> Okay. 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 So, <laughs> okay. So I'll give you an example of where I saw potential in a workplace <clears throat> that I was at. And this was when I was in, I was in my early twenties. <clears throat> and so I could do a lot. I've always been uh, very quick to learn processes and all that stuff. Okay. So I had, I was part of a team and I ended up being like the lead of the team, not the manager, but the lead. So it's like, would be kind of like assistant manager, I I guess would be the best way to label it. And then I used to also train the new hires. First, I um, trained the new hire. Oh, I, I became one of the instructors to, you know, to be able to train the new hires. Then I became, I, I, they, then they began sending me to train the trainers. So then I became the person that would, I got trained to be able to train the other people that were going to train the new hires. And then when it came down to the new hire um, process, the trainers would have to report to me. So I had to make sure everybody was doing their job, right? So there's a lot of potential for me, like I'm yeah. growing and stuff. So because they see this potential or they see not, not potential at this point, it's they see my abilities, they see my skills, they see what I can do. So in our in our team, we end up losing our manager for crazy reasons. And <laughs> and so then they're like, well, we it's going to take time to find a manager and we have two options. We can let V run the team or we can scatter everyone. And so, of course, the team's like, no, we want to stay together. We don't want to go to the other managers, right? Because, you know, you get used to your little group and stuff, right? And you're talking about like 30 people. Well, so they're like, okay, well, we'll stay. We'll keep them together. Okay, cool. Well, (laughs) V is going to manage this team. 
But V is still going to just get assistant manager pay and not manager pay. And, but for me, I saw it, well, it's okay. I can show them what I can do, right? And then eventually, then they'll let me, you know, be a manager or something, right? So I'm like, okay, I saw potential. They never promised me that I would get a manager position. They never promised me I would move up. As a matter of fact, I was working at night, so I wanted to switch to day shift. So I figured because I am so good at what I do at night, they'll let me just switch to the day shift, right? So <clears throat> I kept applying, kept applying, and it was always they would always pick other people. And I was like, okay, my chance is coming. I just got to be patient. And they would they would hire people that had to be trained instead of hiring me and I knew what I was doing and I was like okay so then I saw okay I saw like I know I was more than capable of doing it yeah but then I found out that the person that was running the day shift was just not very fond of me for whatever reasons right (laughs) maybe because she was ugly and looked like Bill Clinton's twin sister or something. But anyway, uh, (laughs) that's the best way for me to describe her. (laughs) So any. You said it looked like Bill Clinton. (laughs) Yes, like Bill Clinton. I promise you. She had his haircut and everything. So This is not an attractive woman. (laughs) No, no, it's not. So and then, you know, I'm a good looking woman. But remember, I was in my early 20s. So I was like. Really good looking. Then <laughs> <laughs> you're still good looking. Yes, yes. But, you know, I was longer. And my hair was super long. And it was just, you know, my hoochie mama days. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't go to work looking hoochie mama. But but anyway, I finally realized I don't have a chance. The potential has gone. It doesn't matter how good I am. <laughs> the potential of me or the possibility of me uh, moving up in that place is not going to happen. Because there's somebody that has the power to determine that. And I cannot change her. I cannot change her mind. Doesn't matter how good I am. Doesn't matter how much I prove myself. I am not the person that she wants in any of those positions. So fine, cool. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to look for something else. Sure enough, I land this job. And it's like, uh, they pay me you know, decent amount of money. Um, it's more, you know, permanent than the other one. Um, cause the other one was like seasonal work. Right. So, yeah. so I went ahead and t- I took it, you know, I took the other job. So when it was time for me to, cause so we, so it was seasonal, meaning we would have periods where we were off. So when it was time to go back to work, she calls me herself, what what should we call her? Bill Clinton's sister. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Hillary. But <laughs> I don't know. That's his wife. I mean, she might as well show me what she was. She was as attractive as Hillary. Um. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's what? another word for Billy? Well, female. I don't know. We'll just call her Billy Jean. So Billy Jean. Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Billie Jean calls me and she's like, and I had applied once again for that position, right? For a lead position during the day thinking, you know, I just never quit. I continue to apply because I feel like if you don't continue to apply, even though sometimes there are some, some situations where you got to continue to try 
or you will never because you never know things might change right so this time things change but things change for me too so she calls me herself and she's like i'm just calling to let you know that we selected you for the lead position starting this next season, tax season, and I'm so excited and I can't wait to work with you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking in my head, you're such a effing liar. <laughs> Billy Jean with your stupid haircut. <laughs> yes. And you look like a man. Okay. So I'm thinking that, but, but I'm also feeling good at the same time because I'm going to decline it. Because I know that I'm not going to get anywhere with her. I know maybe they're giving me the lead. And the only reason they were giving me the lead, and and I knew this before she called me, is because a lot of people quit. So that was the only reason. She really didn't have a choice. So, because you had to qualify for the position, whatever. So (laughs) I told her. It would have been nice to work with you, but I'm going to have to decline. And um, you can consider this my resignation. I'm not returning. And she got quiet. She was like, what? You know, but the thing is, though, that I wasted maybe uh, three years in this potential state. Oh, I'm going to be next. Oh, it's going to be me. I'm going to get it. And sometimes we'll do that. We'll hold on to a job because I even did it another job. And I was like loyal, committed. And I was like, no, we're going to tough it out. And the writing was on the wall. I was like things are going to change y'all. Like some people are going to get fired. Like it's just going to happen because the budget and all that other stuff. Right. But I was like, no, we're going to tough it out. I know they'll pull through for us. They'll do something next thing. you know, it like they just show up the next day. Corporate comes in and it's like, um, you to the left, you to the right, you to the left, you to the right. And then I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Well, when I saw the people going to the left, I was like, I know for a fact, they're not getting fired. So if they tell me I'm going to the right, it's game over. Sure enough, when it was me, it was like to the right. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I should have quit. I should have taken that other offer. You know what I mean? So it's like, but the potential was holding me back. I was not moving up in my career. And sadly, it took me getting um, laid off because I wasn't fired. I, I was doing my job, but we were laid off. They said because of lack of employment or because of lack of work. But we had so much work, Joe. It was ridiculous, but whatever. But if I hadn't, if I continued with my potential, because I had reached a manager position, right? And I, But I was growing there. I was doing good. But it just wasn't going to, the numbers just weren't there. So had I not let, had I not been laid off, I probably would have still stuck it through probably would have still been doing the management and stuff, but I wouldn't have grown as much as I have. Like now, um, not only do I know, like I do the credentialing for healthcare providers and I've done management. I've done administrative assistant work too. That I started from the bottom and worked my way up. You know, the way our parents taught us to do. Yes, I did that. And, um, and then, but then when I left or um, I had to find another job and there I was able to continue to practice the skills I had already learned. But then I also learned other skills. I learned the recruiting part of everything. So, and the security. So I know how to do so much, but had I stayed waiting on that potential and then when it finally came, 
had I stayed at that dead end job, I would have never grown to be the person that I am. So I have so many skills to offer that I'm confident enough that I hope not like because I like my job. But should it ever happen that I have to find another job, I have all these skills to offer and I keep them active so we can get stuck on the potential and not grow in our careers because of that. So have you had that? Have you ever done that? You stay stuck and you're staying in the same place because I I had a, 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 I moved to Arlington, right? And so I'm, I'm, I found a, I found a job, but I was always looking for other jobs. Right? Mm-hmm. And then while I was working and finding other jobs and stuff to do, I was like, I heard about this guy doing stocks. Mm-hmm. And so I said, let me go to his office, right? And me and him going to the office, we're having like a great conversation. He was like, man, I love it. Blah, 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 blah. You're exciting. He was like, you know, I want to teach you and everything. And then my phone, like vibrates and so i'm like dang i need to check my phone because it may be one of those jobs right uh-huh. and so i was like hey hold on one moment hold on and he was like oh, okay okay and so i'm looking and i'm checking my phones i'm checking these messages and everything and he's just kind of like sitting there looking and like now that i think about it you could kind of see like the change in his face uh-huh. like where he was really excited and he was just like <laughs> and then after i finished checking my phone I was like, hey, yeah, I'm sorry about that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, let, let's continue what we were saying. Yeah. And he was like, you know, Joe, let me tell you, you're very smart. You're great. I I love your energy. You have a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. But because you, it doesn't seem like you're serious about this. Yeah. Then, you know, you need to come back when you're really ready to talk and, you know, maybe get into the stocks and figure things out. And, mm. and when he told me, it, it's like, it was almost like he was giving me rejection. Yeah. And like my, I think my body felt it first before my mind, because then when I got in the car, I kind of sat there and I was like, here was this man trying to give me all this information and I wasn't ready for it. And then he tried to, he told me I have potential. I was like, dang. I was like, did, did he just friend zone me and employ me? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> but it's our actions. Like, especially with something like that, like people that are serious, they look at everything about you. They look at, how you react to certain things. Sometimes I feel like some people will create a situation um, because I know when I was doing the recruiting, there were certain questions that we would ask. And even when I help with the interview process now, sometimes um, I'm able to be part of the interview panel. Um, There are certain questions and certain responses you look for. Like you have to know, you have to, you have to know if that person is going to be a good fit for that position and you also have to know if if um that position is going to be a good fit for them as well because somebody could be a great fit for it but that job may not be the best thing for them you know what i mean so i guess we can apply that to relationships too you know because <laughs> the guy may be a great fit for me in my opinion 
but I may not be a great fit for him. And if one of us is not a great fit for the other, then it's just not going to work. You ever see somebody and you just be like, dang, they could be so perfect, but then they're missing one thing. And you're just oh, like, yeah. oh, yes. So much potential. Yes. I just recently experienced the so much potential and it went <laughs> spiraling down. Oh, so sad. <laughs> it was so sad. Unbelievable. Believable, but not believable. Well, it's believable. Honestly, no, I'm not losing faith. I believe in you guys. I believe in you, men. Come on. <laughs> it's tough. I think, do you think, um, because we all know kind of what we're looking for, we're too hard on people to live up to our standards? Um, I think that can be the case. Uh, um, I think there are different different things that um, affect how we date and who we date and whether and how much um, how much grace we give a person Mm -hmm. you know what I mean to me I always see it like this Um, everybody's okay I need to stop saying everybody I do my best to be genuine um, to just be who I am because you're either going to accept me or you're not you're either going to like me for who I really am or you're not I don't have time to act perfect and I can tell sometimes with someone like um the last guy that that I told you about that it was only a week damn it but it felt like a long time because we communicated a lot like throughout the day every day and it was crazy because I'm not used to that anymore because most guys is like, hey, or morning gorgeous, which is cool, right? <clears throat> but then it's like, well, I hope you have a good day. Or some of them are like, how'd you sleep? I'm like, uh, I slept very well. <laughs> like, uh, do you want to know about my dreams? Like, what what are we doing? Like, I mean, that's nice. Thank you for asking. But <laughs> but the new guy, Ricky, that's what we're going to call him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the new guy, Ricky, he was like... Um, very engaged, um, did not like he would send text messages. And then at other times he would send voice, voice memos, you know, like voice messages. And so we were constantly going back and forth and stuff. And it was nice. Like to me, I felt like this is cool. You know, there's somebody like, because the whole companionship part is being met. Like there's somebody there, you know, that you can talk to and you're, and they're sharing their day with you and you're able to share your day. And so that was nice. And it was also nice that he is a very smart man, Um, meaning like his intelligence, his intellect. He he was like sharing his passions with me. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about, but I was listening. And I was like, (laughs) "Okay, now I know about 3D. 3d printers and he was telling me all these things about it i mean i didn't memorize it but he was just showing me how it works and this and that and i was like okay cool but he was so like excited and interested in that so i was like okay this is cool like i don't mind learning new things like i didn't know that i was like the only thing i knew about 3d printing was what i saw in grace anatomy like (laughs) like, that's it i don't know about these numbers and configurations and all that stuff and the material you use and all that so anyway it was really good um 
in his defense, I will say he did experience uh, a few losses, like um, people that died in his life, you know, during that time. But, but there's also that part of you is like, was he saying the truth? Like, <laughs> because people lie, you know, I don't think he was lying. But I also know what that can do to you because I have lost people before. So I know it can make you react in ways you normally wouldn't, you know. And then at the same time, sometimes there's that. I always tell people about trauma bonding. Sometimes you'll bond with somebody because you're going through stuff and they just happen to be there. Or they can relate to what you're going through and you just develop a bond out of that trauma that has happened to you. And so I didn't want it to be that. I didn't want it to be like a, tra a trauma bond. And I've, I've said it before. I was like, damn it, why does something happen to the guys I'm talking to? I'm just not going to talk to anybody anymore because they're going to go through <laughs> something, you know? <laughs> it's like, shit. Ricky, we believe you. We believe you if you listen to yeah, this. Yes, Ricky, we believe you. <laughs> we believe you. I would, I, I'm not, you know, I can't call anybody a liar unless they have proven to be one and he did not prove to be a liar he was true do you ever feel like <clears throat> do you ever feel like you wasted your potential or anything um like on people or uh, anything. anything in general well for sure my job the last you know well that first one um i feel let's see where have i wasted my potential i know with my education i have that's one of the things that really bothers me is I wanted to go, <clears throat> I wanted to be a physician's assistant and I was more than capable of doing it. However, my last husband had issues with me going to school on Saturdays. And the thing is that some of the classes I had to take were, you know, because I still had to work. So I had to take some night school and then on Saturday mornings, I had four hours out of my Saturday. So it would be like from eight to noon or something like that. So he felt like our weekends were being wasted. We couldn't do nothing with the kids because by the time I got home and then I had to study. Da, da, da. So there was no support there. But that's on me because I allowed that to stop me from doing that. But that was that was my plan. And that was my plan. Like, I think I had I was. Um, had made that deci decision, I think it was in like 2007, 2008, something like that. But because there had been cheating and stuff, um, a part of me also kind of felt like, well, if I'm not paying attention to him, then he's going to go do that again. You know what I mean? And it was like one of those things, like the manipulation was there. But again, at the end of the day, I allowed that. I should have set boundaries. I should have said, no, this is something that I need to do. And but my thing was like my relationship was important. My marriage, my family were very important to me. So I didn't want to risk losing my family, <laughs> even though <laughs> he risked it anyway. So <laughs> damn it. I should have just kept going to school so that I did waste my potential in that sense because and people tell me, why don't you do it now? And I've had older, older people that have gone into that profession tell me, like, why not? And I feel like I don't have the funds to do it. Like I would have to stop working and go to school. You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe now that my son's a master electrician, <laughs> I can go live with them. <laughs> I mean, like, 
if you're listening son send me a message ah, let me know <laughs> you know I, I but like the i have a career plan now um but it's looking like um i was basing it on potential but now that i hit my um anniversary mark now it's like <clears throat> if something comes up outside of my department then i gotta take it i can't hold myself back based on potential just because my boss says oh yes you're up next for that promotion <laughs> the way the government works <laughs> you may be waiting for a long time you know <laughs> and it, the, it's all about who you know. like the way my bank account works exactly like, <laughs> that's the same it's the same thing there it's like the way that it works so you know i'm i i can't base my decisions <clears throat> whether it or or my actions whether it be in a relationship and that's something that I learned because and that's why the last episode I said fuck potential because it has cost me a lot um believing in the potential in a situation or or in a person has cost me a lot it has made me sacrifice a lot it has caused me tears it has caused me heartache it has cost me my mental freaking stability my peace it i paid too much for somebody for believing in somebody else and my actions were not based on anything that they promised or anything that they said it was there was no guarantee there was no certainty um that it was going to actually happen but it was what i saw the future um the future career that i saw based on false promises or the future man that I saw in my ex-husband or in, in some of the men that I have. Well, I mean, I don't, I feel like I don't waste my time. No, I did. Okay. And I didn't waste my time, but I had to learn to actually look at a person, look at a situation and see it for what it truly is. Like, I know what I want. I know what I would like a man to be. And sometimes they have some of the characteristics and it's possible. It is quote possible, you know, but does it mean it's really going to happen? Are you really going to invest in that person based on something in the future that you have no idea is going to happen and that that person did not promise you? Like, did that person promise you? Is that person really uh, motivated and forget it. Does, it can't even just stop at motivation. Is their action um, backing up those promises or are these expectations and this potential just what you envision in your mind? Because that's what you really want in a person or in a situation. And that's where the problems come in. Mm -mm. That's why I said, fuck potential. That's, that's what I'm going to call it. That's what I'm going to call this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story of my life. Yeah. I feel like everything I do, I do it good. Mm -hmm. But I'm really in a season of being great. Yeah. Like, what, what would happen if I really invested in me? Mm -hmm. Like, really, you know? Yeah. It's just... And everything. I was always good at sports. Mm -hmm. I was pretty smart at school, college, everything. You know, jobs. I always moved up. Mm -hmm. People would always want me to move up, and I just didn't want to. Mm -hmm. But like, I really, and this has been like the last month or two. Mm -hmm. 
I've really been feeling like, just what your greatness looks like. Yeah, yeah. Because people, yeah. yeah, because you will forfeit your greatness because you're content with the good. Come on, so you gotta say that again, V. That's a good. That's a that's a gym. Look, what's the hit the button? Hit the button. You're dropping gems. <laughs> I know. I need a. I need a sound for that. Like every time we drop gems. <laughs> no, but you do. You forfeit your greatness when you become content and comfortable with the good. You know, and that's in everything like you said everything in your life everything you have done and there are reasons why you do that um and that's like a whole nother topic you know because it goes back to your childhood it goes back to everything you have experienced and i was thinking about that today too i was thinking like <clears throat> how many times I, oh you know what it was i was messaging my sister um shout out to my sister jess she just had a birthday on sunday happy birthday sis um hey boo happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about because she had um she happened to have like a birthday celebration on the same day that we were celebrating my son and so i couldn't make it and she couldn't make it to mine but but i was proud of her though because she was actually celebrating her birthday and celebrating her you know and and if anybody knows our history or or things that we've been through, um, you would understand like why that's a big deal for my sis to do, you know. So, but I but that made me have a conversation with her and just tell her, you know, I I'm proud of you and I love to see you happy. I love to see you loving yourself. And um, so we were going back and forth, and I told her, you know what, um. Uh, she, cause she told me, she goes, you, you too, sis, you look really happy. And I told her, well, for the first time in a very long time, I'm truly loving myself. I'm truly learning to love myself and to do things for myself. And, and in my process of healing, I've, I've begun, uh, I've begun to remember, or I began to remember a lot of things that I forgot in my childhood, some good, some bad. But it's good that I'm even remembering um, it. Unfortunately, I had to face some of those bad things in order to break through and remember the good parts of my childhood. Yeah. You know, so it was a crazy process, but it made me realize why I always believe in the potential in others. And it's because I always wanted somebody to see my potential and I wanted them to believe in me. I want you to see how great I am. I just want you to notice me. And this is as a kid, you know, I just want you to see me, look at me, look how good I am. Look how great I am. Look, I behave. I do this. I get good grades. I'm a good girl. Look, 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 I wasn't always a good girl, but still, you know, <laughs> wanting to be seen, but because, because I just, I desired to be seen so badly. I felt so invisible that when I see people struggling and I see that they're having a difficult time, but I also see that they have potential. I want to help them, you know, get to that place. Like, I don't want to enable you, but I want you to get to that greatness. But when somebody is comfortable at good, it don't matter how much you wish greatness for them. They're going to stay where they're at, you know? No, that's true. And it took something like for you, it took something for, it took something inside of you to click 
for you to want that greatness, to actually desire that greatness. And not only just desire it because you probably did desire greatness, but to actually feel like you deserve greatness, something had to happen in you. I've been in a shift in my life. It's been like three months, two Mm or three months. But it was just like me looking at all the areas of my life. Mm -hmm. Am I spiritually better? Am I mentally feeling better? Mm -hmm. Am I, you know, um, is my body healthy? Like it made me, and this is not even looking at the other stuff, Mm -hmm. like relationships and podcasts and job and all of this stuff. Yeah. Like, but it made me really break down mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, look at those things. Yeah. And are you in the right place with those things? Like, in my mind, are you prepared for disappointment, mm-hmm. rejection, yeah. frustration? Like, because when those things hit you in your life, sometimes it can stop all the progress you have. Yeah. And I needed to get to a place that, like, no matter what happens in this season, I can stay on progress mm-hmm. with the development of me. And the same thing with my body, right? Yeah. Like, I can look and say, well, you know, it's really hard. And I guess, you know, I'm, I'll make time here to work out. I'll make time here, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then I really looked at the, the days, the time, and the minutes, and... I was just like, hold on. If I'm not hungry during lunch, then I'm going to go work out. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make time for my body and I'm not going to leave it up to my job. Yeah. You know, and even my prayer life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I know people know me and you both are Christians and this is for people who are not even Christians, but yeah. get your mind and your spirit in a right place. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. That's overwhelming because, again, like how many of us woke up and just said, I don't even want to do today. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah. I just want to stay in bed and don't even want to do today. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that, like, if just you getting out of bed and maybe going outside your door, there may be something great coming around the corner for you. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. We miss out on so much when we don't have that balance. And the potential. <laughs> yeah. I hear like you just, yeah. Sometimes you don't even see the potential in yourself. Um, but I, I feel like maybe it's something, I don't know, because I've been feeling the same way though, Joe, I've been, I've been waking up, I've been, you know, praying and I, oh, I think I shared that with you. I was like, man, lately I've actually been getting up and praying in the mornings. I try to pray before I get out of bed or even at least, at least, you know, thank God that I woke up in the morning before I get out of bed, because I know a lot of people don't get to wake up. And even though sometimes it's like, here I go, I got to go to work. Somebody's got to pay my bills, you know. Um, But at the same time, though, I'm grateful that I have a job to go to. And I can't live in the regret. Like, it sucks that I didn't go to school. It sucks that I didn't get to go to medical school and all that stuff. But I'm also learning, like, okay, I am where I am. I have to come to peace or come to terms with decisions that I have made. I can't blame anyone else. I have to stand up for myself. I have to be my best advocate 
I have to be the one that gives V a voice. I'm the one that has to speak up for V whenever I don't agree with something or whenever I want something. I have to be the one to teach people how to treat me and how to listen to me and and communicate with me um, and also reciprocate that. Like I have to give that to people as well. So I have learned a lot about um, setting boundaries for myself. I've always been one to respect other people's boundaries, but I didn't know how to enforce my boundaries. I felt like I was being mean or, you know, um, maybe I'm asking for too much. But no, we deserve that. You know, we deserve for people to respect our boundaries. And if they don't respect our boundaries, then they don't need to be in our lives. Period. Mic drop. Done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, too, it's, it's sometimes we can stop people from their potential. Yeah. Like I've dealt with people before and they're great and you just think they're great with you. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to realization, it's just like, okay, but maybe I'm stopping them from being greater. Yeah. And then that's harder, you know, and I've had that in many aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, even in relationships, I dated a girl who I think she looked at me for my potential uh-huh. and what she wanted for my life. Right. Got you. Yeah. And at, for a while, I saw her as my wife, but one day I didn't see her as a wife. Yeah. And I just said, I just really thought about it like, we're going in such a different path that I need to let her go so she can find her husband. Yeah. Because I'm just, I'm waiting for something to break in me to see her again as my wife, like I saw her before. Yeah. I was just waiting for that potential of a thing to happen to yeah. bring that back in. And it never, it wasn't happening. Yeah. And so I needed to let her go so she could find her husband and she's married now, which yeah. man, I thank God for that, you know, right. and yeah. it's hard because we invested time. Like you invested mm-hmm. with that job yeah. and I love her. And you know, sometimes it's just like, it's hard when you've invested so much time in yes. something. Yes. And then you're just like, hey, Mm -hmm. like, is this the right decision? Maybe if I hold on a little bit longer and then sometimes it's just like, let it go. Yeah, that's true. Let it go. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. Um, Like, I've had that happen to me. Um, The last guy that I did, we dated for for about a year, I think it was, something like that. And then, but we both kind of saw the writing on the wall. I mean, it was hard though, because we really, I can say we really loved and cared for each other, but Mm. our paths were parallel to each other. They were Mm. not combining or not crossing anywhere. And there was not going to be a change in our lives. You know, I was not going to leave San Antonio. He's not going to leave Houston. He's got, you know, his family over there. I got my kids over here, you know? So it was one of those things. It was like, it's not going to happen. And also he could not give me what I was looking for. And he knew that he knew that. And, and, and he told me that, you know, and, and that was okay. Like, even though it hurt to hear it, I prefer hearing the truth than to be, um, you know, dragged along and there's nothing, you know, and, and at the same time I was already real with myself. Like I said, the writing was on the wall. So it was like a mutual decision and we mutually decided to be friends, but there were some things that I was going through as well. And so uh, one time I was like, you know what? Just don't even, I don't want to be your friend. Don't talk to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you ain't shit. Leave me alone. 
<laughs> but but now we're cool, you know, now we're cool. Like I can handle seeing him and stuff and we have a lot of fun. It I, I think I missed more the friendship and um the friendship part and just the fun. Like we just had a lot of fun together. Like doing yeah. things. Like he's a big foodie like me and he has a bougie palate. So we always <laughs> tried different foods, you know, and, and that was our thing. And we would just dance anywhere. Like it was, he's just a very fun person. So I can still have that. Just not, he's just not going to be like my husband or anything, you know, yeah. or my boyfriend. It's always hard because like you have all these things together uh-huh. and then the family, man, uh-huh. I, the girl that I had to let go, man, her family loved me and I loved them too. Yeah. Man, they would cook for me when I would come down. Uh-huh. It was just, I don't want to leave him. <laughs> but, you know, that was part of what was holding me. And then I was holding her back. Yeah. And it was just, man, look, I don't see her as my wife. Mm-hmm. I love her. Yeah. But I don't see her as my wife. Yeah. And it's still not clicking. And the crazy thing about it is I would try to recreate memories. Oh, yeah. Just get that feeling yeah. back. Yeah. You know, and, the butterflies in your stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this, if I bring her some flowers and she kisses me like this and stuff like that, <laughs> like it would, but, yeah. you know, it was dead and I was just trying to steal water a dead plant. Yeah. I was just like, then finally I just like let her go. And what was great was, is that whatever, I guess, didn't work in us, mm-hmm. like, you know, a few months later, she met the man. Yeah. That she was meant to marry and got kids and married mm-hmm. and everything. It made me feel good to see yeah. her living. Yeah. And and I feel like exactly what you're saying. I feel like that's how um, this guy was with me. Like he really did care about me and he loved me enough to know, like, I'm just going to hold you back. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not able to give you um, what you want, you know, and it's like, OK, cool. Like, but we had spent so much time together in that year you know so it was hard it was not easy i went through my little heartbreak but now i'm cool we hung out just recently and you know i was i was being you know me and i'm out there and you know there was a cute guy and i was like hey and you know and the guy was like uh and and he and so um well so it was like a group everybody was like we were we were um we were out and um you know we just talked to i just talked to everybody right and so he's like giving hugs you know and i was like well damn i was like can i get a hug too and so of course he gives me a hug and when he hugs me he's like is that is that your boyfriend you can get me in trouble i was like no no he's my friend and i look at the guy and i was like right we're friends and he looks and he's like yeah we're best friends and i was like You made him sick. He was thinking himself. He's like, that made me potential thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was just being a be little bit petty, not too petty. Be a little heartbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we're cool. No, but we had we had a, a we had a wonderful time. We had fun, so he didn't hold that against me. Now, had it been on the other, you know, the other way around, I kind of would have felt some type of way. <laughs> I would have said something. I would be like, oh, okay, let that bitch take you home. <laughs> I'm going to leave you here. Uber your ass home, sucker. <laughs> I'm very petty. <laughs> we, we, so, we had, ladies and gentlemen, if you would have known, we had a whole conversation about being petty before. <laughs> 
weren't going to talk about being petty on this episode. <laughs> I had to throw in one thing, though. <laughs> no, we're cool. We're good. <laughs> and I didn't message the other guy anyway, so come on. <laughs> okay, then I really was being petty then. <laughs> my gosh so anyway yeah um <laughs> what you were saying though uh, <laughs> no but we do we need to um i mean it's it's great to believe in people that is a good thing you know and it and it is good to um to invest in people but you gotta deem them worthy like you gotta you know you gotta like if they're always complaining if they're hopeless, every situation is just going to end in, in, in a tragedy or they're just, they just feel like it's incapable of them getting to a better place. People like that, people that are stuck in the victim mentality, no matter how much potential you see in them, they're stuck in their ways and they're just looking for somebody to, I feel like they just want people to feel sorry for them. They want that attention and I feel there's also a form of manipulation with that as well, because then you get people to do stuff for you because they feel so guilty and they see you like this poor little victim, you know, and it's like, nah, shawty, we ain't doing all that. <laughs> I learned my lesson the hard way, you know, um, believing in the wrong people and putting po and, and, and writing that potential in different situations and even in relationships where, like I said, I ended up paying a bigger price than those people, you know. And I keep saying, like, maybe I'll share. I don't think I've shared my story on Voice of V of what happened in my last marriage. I don't think I have, you know. I don't know. Maybe I will. I one day. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think you may have shared like a snippet, but you didn't share the full thing. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, that's a good example of potential biting you in the ass. So. Maybe I'll share it one day. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> You'll need some time. But those are always the worst relationships, though. When you know, like, because it, it's like six months of fun, and then it's like a hurricane. Because uh. you'd be like, "Dang," he's like, "Man, I, I guess I can look past mm -hmm. whatever little issue they have." Yeah. And you look past it, and it's the same thing that six right. months later comes back and bites you. And annoys the hell out of you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just cute. The <laughs> way he chews. And then later you're like, why you got to chew like that? That first six months, you're patting yourself on the back. You'd be like, see, this is what happens when you look past people uh -huh. and you really, you, you give people a chance. And then six months, you later like, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I didn't. I saw this. <laughs> and your friend's like, girl, I was trying. Why didn't you tell me? You wouldn't have listened anyway. Get out. Get out of here. Facts. We wouldn't listen. We ignore the red flags <laughs> because we fall head over heels. I've already told y'all, stop falling head over heels. And people got to remember, I, I wish, you know what? Maybe we, we should do one where the different stages of relationships, you know, because there's the honeymoon stage. Yeah. And that's what everybody's looking for. Everybody wants the butterflies in the stomach, that honeymoon phase. Oh, I just messaged you because you were on my mind, you know? Yeah. And, oh, good morning, gorgeous. I missed you while we were asleep. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about dating so much. And, like, I don't want 
and it's funny you bring up this topic because I don't want nobody to look at me as potential because on the outside, I, a Jones. lot of women, uh, yeah, a lot of women like the visual, the thought of me. Oh, like, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The he idea. Oh, yeah, he works out. Oh, he he not he not he not uh, doing the nasty right now. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, he he's spiritual and he's got a job and everything. Yeah. But it's like no kids. Realize, yeah, realize there's a process that I had to get to all of that stuff. Right. And as that process to get to all that stuff, there's still some heartache. Right. That I went through to align myself, and some of that may come out, and that may that be good for you. Learn right. to. Love and like me for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, and that's what I tell people too. Um, you have to see someone in all, um, like how they deal with stressful situations, how they react when they're angry um, or frustrated or hungry or when they don't get their way, you know, are they able to communicate and things like that. And that's how I felt with, like, I know we talked about it and when I talked to my female friends about that situation. They're like, hell no, you dodged a bullet, blah, blah, blah. I mean, of course, Joe, you have not heard some of the messages, but I feel like had I known that person longer than what I did, then I could go back and have a conversation and say, Hey, look, I understand how you feel. But the thing is, I don't know him well enough. I don't know him well enough to say, well, he was just going through a tough time. That's why he acted that way. I don't know that for a fact because he just may act that way whenever he doesn't get his way. You know what I mean? And because you, when you tell me I'm going to have to say goodbye, I'm going to respect that. Goodbye. means you, you're saying goodbye to me. Okay. I'm going to respect that. I'm going to respect your wishes and I'm going to respect your boundaries. So I'm going to give you your space. And you said, don't contact me until you're ready for a man like me. And you're telling me I got to work on me. Like, okay, cool. I mean, I know I got to work on me. That's, that's yeah. fact, you know, but then, but then it was when you start throwing in the petty shit. <laughs> oh, a podcaster that can't communicate. Imagine that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> got it. Okay. I'll show you. I'll show that's you. Potential. That's potential. That's what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, man, what, what, did, what did somebody tell me? Potential will make you love somebody you don't like. Yes. Yes, it will. It it sure will. <laughs> and hold on longer than what you should have. <laughs> and pay a bigger price than you would have. Like, you know what? <laughs> oh, gosh, I did. In that last marriage, I stayed longer than I should have. I was going to say, poor the, Ricky. Yeah, poor Ricky too. Look, Ricky, sorry, Ricky. Like it's just not not it. Because there are certain things. There's a difference between me having a trigger and dealing with that trigger, and I'm aware of that. And that's why I always tell people you got to be self aware. I'm aware of that. I'm aware of the fact that I tend to look at potential. So I need to teach myself and remind myself, like V, that's great. There's potential, but. Let's look at the facts, mama. Let's look at what's in front of you, babe. Okay? All right. I have to talk to myself that way. And I have to tell him, okay, look at this. And it's been a few months, and he's still in the same situation. What's going to change? 
He was like this before he met you. And honey, he's going to be like that after. It don't matter what you do. Clearly, that person needs to want to make a change. Again, forget the potential. You need to look at facts. You need to look at reality. I'm not saying completely cut somebody off, but you have to be real with yourself. You can't ignore the red flags. And I know people throw red flags all over the place. Like, chill out, people. Sometimes it's your own triggers. It's not necessarily a red flag. It's a trigger, meaning it's an area in your life that really gets under your skin and you react in a panic mode or with anxiety or anger, something because you react to your triggers in one way or another. So you got to look at yourself and you have to know yourself like, okay, this right here and be able to communicate with that person. You know, like it would have been great if, Ricky had not said goodbye, we're done, blah, blah. And then leave me all these messages and then attack <laughs> my podcasting skills. Uh, <laughs> Ricky, if you listen to this podcast, please get some therapy. This podcast, <laughs> this podcast episode may hurt your feelings. Because, and I'm not even saying anything, mean, but had he responded differently, then I could have had a conversation with him. I could explain some things to him. And I could have also apologized and said, hey, I'm sorry I was going to be an hour late, which technically I was still an hour and a half early. Yes. But anyway, that's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> but I see both sides. I see his frustration. I see that he had things planned for us. And there was a reason why he wanted me to be there two and a half hours early. But, you know, you said that's so petty. <laughs> I'm just saying I, 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 I didn't ask him to do all those things, but I was going to I appreciated that he did all those things. But I didn't even have a chance to even say that to him because he was like, goodbye. And I was like, OK, say less, say less, bro, because I am not going to sit there. I have been in a situation where I was having to prove who I, who I was or, you know, show you like you're already, he's, he was already setting me up in a position where now I have to prove that I can communicate, that I'm a podcaster that can communicate. Now I have, you know what I mean? Like now, and then he kept saying, Oh, you're going to lose points for this and lose point. And I know he was joking, but a part of me was like, and I told him, I said, well, if I, if I lose all my points, I lose all my points and I'm not the person you're looking for. You know, because I'm not going to sit there and continue to try to meet all your little check marks. And I feel like women do that more than men. They have this checklist and, oh, check mark, check mark, check mark. You know, and you think that they meet all these check marks, but <clears throat> you don't give somebody the opportunity to be a human. Like, oh, oh, Ricky was joking seriously. That's what he was doing. Yeah, he was. And he was throwing jabs at me. It's okay. Yeah, he he definitely doesn't know you because you throw jabs back. <laughs> and I didn't though. I did. Well, I am on my podcast. This is my platform, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> Ricky, I'm being nice. I prayed for you. <laughs> I did because I mean, clearly, you know, he had gone through some stuff and whatever. Um, but I'm not gonna put myself in a position where I could be manipulated or, you know verbally abused even though you're being being clever about how he words things like he's just no. <laughs> but you're still attacking me damn it <laughs> no. 
And then I'm a words of affirmation type of person. So something like that really is hurtful to me. But again, I only knew him for a week. So come on. I'm not going to, you know, question my abilities to podcast. So I always know I have room to work on (laughs) in everything, you know. So anyway, yeah, enough of that. We're done with that, Joe. That book, that chapter is closed until I am ready for a man like him. (laughs) I mean, hey, at least he knows his worth, right? Hey, I give him props for that. Yeah. (laughs) Who put the value on it? (laughs) You know, so. All right. What else? What else, Joe? That's all I got. What you got? No, I'm just <laughs> laughing. I mean, because again, I mean, it's a dope topic because all of us have fell into the trap, right? Yeah. We we see we we see things that may not be good for us, yeah. and just because we think we're so great, we can change them. And the oh, actuality yeah. that potential is only that mm-hmm. it's just what 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 may become, but either you got to want it or that person. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because I am guilty of that. Um, So I'll give I'll give my last my ex-husband that is I saw a lot of potential in him. And he did. He did like he from when we first met to who he was when we separated was a better person, except for the crap he did. But I also realized like people fall into traps or sometimes you you get a hold of power and it changes who you are you know and you fall victim to it (laughs) well i hope i never fall victim ever again yeah me (laughs) neither i I don't think you know i'm in a good place now Mm -hmm. that i see who they are what they are yeah and you know um you said it earlier i don't take offense to them being them, right? Right, right. Every, you realize and come to the realization everybody don't think like you. Everybody's not raised in the same environment exactly. with, with you. Everybody don't have your experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, even common sense, right? It's not that mm-hmm. common. Right. And, <laughs> you know, I've gotten away from like, I mean, you would think they would do it like this or saying yeah. stuff like, mm-hmm. like, only a crazy person would do something like that and then more or less say, you know what? That's their life. Right. And I can either deal with them or not, but I can't hold them judged to my standards of what I think they should be doing in their life. Right. Yeah, that's one thing I had to learn. It's like, stay in your lane, B. Stay in your lane. And I was thinking about that yesterday because I went for a bike ride with a group and there were like, what, 20 something of us? And when you ride with a group of people and they're beginners, so I was telling them, when you're turning, guys, pretend you're in a lane, pretend, you know, and stay in your lane because there are other people turning with you. So if you decide to take a wide, wide turn on your bike, you're going to crash into the person to your left or to your right. You know what I mean? You're going to crash. But I was thinking about that when I, when I said stay in your, in your lane, I started thinking about how much I have always wanted to help people Mm. reach their potential and how I need to apply the stay in your lane to that, 
characteristic that I hold that that I want to help them build up to live up to the potential, you know, and it's like, no, V, stay in your lane. If if there's somebody that, you know, truly wants to like if somebody some people have told me, hey, I want to do the podcasting. OK, I want to help you, you know. And I want to help you reach whatever potential it is. But I'm only going to what I'm learning is stay in my lane is I will help you up to here. And now you must take the rest of the journey on your own, yeah. you know, and not baby them, not try to fix things for them. They ha- whatever a person can do for themselves, allow them to do it for themselves. And that is that. Thanks. <laughs> so. My granddaughter's whispering. I don't know. <laughs> she's hilarious. The other day she's she was trying to take. Yeah, the other day she was trying to take the mic, and she's like, "It's my turn." I was like, "Girl, settle down." I think I think it was on Andrea's um, podcast. I don't know what she's saying. All right, Joe. Anything else you want to add to this potential? There are actually potential traps too that um, that we fall into. Um, oh, I'll give you one. Um, I heard it the other day. I can't remember which podcast I was listening to, but they were talking about, oh, Yo Quiero Dinero, I think is the name of it. That means I want money, right? And, um, they were talking about the, they were talking to somebody that does like, um, online business type of deal, right? And so she was saying that one of the things that they teach people when they are working to start their own business and that's what they want to do is they tell them um, first to, to try one thing and see if they really like it. And if they really don't, even if they are great at it, if they're good at it, like let's say the podcasting, everybody says, we're you know, I'm so good at it and I should do it. But the minute that I feel like, I'm only doing it because everyone feels I'm good at it, but I'm not mm-hmm. really enjoying it. It's mm-hmm. like you have permission to not do it just yeah. because you're good at it and everyone sees how good you are at it. But when it looks like work and you feel an obligation, then it's like, don't do it. And I'm like thinking, okay, cause then it feels like you are wasting and y'all talked about wasting your talent. It feels like you're wasting the talent because, yeah. dang, that comes so natural. And I know that I have said that before to people that I'm like, you're so good at this. Why don't you do it? But they just don't have, like, the drive for it, even yeah. though they're good at it. So, and to me, I've never thought that. I've always thought, like, if you're really good at something, then do that. But it's like, well, your heart has to be in it, too. Yeah. So I'm like, Dang. So, so I'm like, now I'm thinking about everything. I'm like, okay, is my heart in this? Is my heart in this? Is my heart in that? You know? Yeah. But we'll have to talk about, um, like really talk about dating. Like today I wanted to hit on the potential, right? But there's a lot of stuff. Like even, I even want to talk about like my dating style. Cause I realized some things about myself, you know, and how I hold myself back and the reasons why. But some are good reasons because I have learned a lot of things about myself and because I love myself, you know, and then I heard this guy talking. So anyways, I have a whole thing like we'll have to talk about that 
and the potential of V dating, <laughs> dating again. <laughs> and what is potential? That means that it can develop and become actual, but it's not there yet. <laughs> I thought it was, but I'm like, nah. Uh. <laughs> so we'll see. I've been talking to a guy, but eh, you know, it's just talking. Well, I don't hope he hears that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean because it hasn't gone anywhere. Like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, um, I I just finally left him a message of like, hey, so what are we gonna do? Are we gonna meet up or something? Like, what's up? You know, or are we gonna stay pen pals? Like, what's up, bro? And he didn't respond. So maybe that's a that's a negative. <laughs> it's okay though. Like I can handle that stuff. You know what I mean? Like I can handle like if a guy, you know, isn't interested or maybe he was interested and changed his mind. Like I can handle those things, you know. I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. Before I would be like, Oh my god, what's wrong with me? Nobody me. wants me. Oh please, girl. Bye. <laughs> There's somebody for everyone, okay? Even you, little ugly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. All my listeners are beautiful and handsome. (laughs) All right, Joe, I'm going to wrap it up if you ain't got anything else to say, sir. I'm just giggling, so (laughs) no, but I don't have anything else. Why are you always giggling, Joe? Because every time I talk to you, we just giggle first. (laughs) Well, um... We had, oh, okay, so I'm going to do a quick shout-out. Do you have any shout-outs? Yeah. Uh, shout-out to Dre. Shout-out to um, shout out to my father. Um, shout-out to all my friends, and shout-out to God. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Shout-out, Dre. Shout-out to Mr. Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I want to, of course, shout out all the listeners. And then I think my podcast is up to 19 countries, I believe, um, Girl, which is cool. I, you know what? I, I just saw it the other day. I was like, what? Pakistan, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and Spain, I was like, Posera tiempo, hombre. you know, I'm going I'm to I'm go out there. And what was the other one? Uh Gosh, I can't remember what the other one was. But still, I'm like, no, I'm going to have to visit all these countries. What's up? I got my. Pa- oh, oh, yes, yes. Speaking of visiting countries, I finally renewed my. Pa- well, OK, I haven't. I finally mailed in my passport renewal. It should have arrived today. I'm going to have to check the tracking. So I'll check it. Wait, what's today? Oh, no, tomorrow. It'll arrive tomorrow. Today's Tuesday. I'm all lost on my days, Joe. Yeah. So I'm going to be visiting some countries. Germany is first or maybe Mexico. I think Mexico, but I, you know, but my Mexican friends are like, that doesn't count. That's your country. <laughs> I'm like, yo, bro, chill. So I need to make plans cause I have a friend in Germany. And so I have a place to stay and a tourist guide. She's going to take me everywhere. And then, okay. So then I want to also shout out a few podcasts. Uh, well, you asked podcast radioactive podcast, if this might could talk podcast and of course the whole story podcast and uh, shout out my uh, listeners that did donate. We had that back to school, the teacher's edition on Sunday night 
and we had fun. It was good. We had some comedians out there and we gave away um, some supplies to the to the educators that showed up. And we still are collecting some supplies because we are going to join another um, back to school event. But I'm trying to remember what day it is and I can't. <laughs> and you're on my phone so i'll drop that though I'll, I'll share the flyer i think it's in in august though it's in august so there's time so if you still want to donate please um reach out to me um hit my dms and those of you that did um donate i appreciate you and i thank you so much for supporting our community here in san antonio and i believe this event that we're gonna be um joining they're gonna have like free food they're going to be giving um, backpacks for the kids filled with supplies but we're gonna we're gonna have a booth as well it's going to be those same podcast groups we're going to have a booth as well but our booth is going to be for the teachers you know oh. so so that's awesome so shout out to everyone that's doing stuff for our community and for our kids and for our educators and who else shout out to my son congratulations and let's see who am I missing? Anybody else? Um, nope, I don't think so. Shout out to Ricky. <laughs> you got some explaining to do. <laughs> All right. Shout out to you, Joe. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're tired. Ooh, <laughs> I, I got tell. time for you. Don't worry. I make time for you. All right, Joe. Remember that. You can't take it back. I, can't, I won't take it back. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Um, any last words? You're good. I'm good. You're all. Yeah, you're ready for bed. All right. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. And like I remind you every single time, what you don't repair, you're going to repeat. So stop it. <laughs> Fix it. Stop jumping into more relationships and just fix yourself and work on yourself. Focus on you. You're worth it. And remember, no matter what you've been through, healing is possible. Healing is a process and healing is your responsibility. So get to it. You're worth it. Invest in yourself and take that time out for yourself. You deserve it. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to enjoy your life. You deserve to take back what has been stolen from you and you will get it even greater because and then you'll also learn to protect your peace and that healing because you work so hard for it. So y'all take care. Peace out. And I'll hit you up next week. And just like that, we wrap up another episode. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram under Voice of V. And the podcast can also be found on your favorite streaming platform. Make sure you click the add button. That way you are notified every week when a new episode drops. Thanks for all the support. This is your girl V and I'm out.